Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Wednesday, August the 3rd, 2020, and we're reading from the big book in the chapter, There is a Solution, page 19, the third paragraph. We have concluded to publish, ending with concerned with the drinking problem, and we're sharing on that one paragraph only. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Kelly I, 12 Traditions, Kathy M, and readers of the text, Heidi B, Christina L, and Dara L. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, August the 2nd, the 7 a.m. meeting, 19244, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 192. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine, we take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Kelly I to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. This is Kelly I in Indiana. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Okay, thank you. I'll be reading the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous this morning. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Number three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Number four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Number five, Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Number six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Number seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Number eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Number nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Number ten, Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Number 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And number 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service, and I pass. Thank you, Kelly I. And Kathy M. will read the 12 traditions. 
Welcome, Kathy. Good morning. This is Kathy M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Michigan. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop compulsively overeating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the, alcohol, to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse finance or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeater Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much for allowing me to be of service, and have a wonderful day. I'll pass. Thank you, Kathy M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop on share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We're in the chapter, There is a Solution. Page 19, the third paragraph. We have concluded to publish, ending with concerned with a drinking problem, and we will be reading and sharing on that one paragraph only. So Heidi B., would you like to get us started, please? Good morning, Heidi B. from New York, recovered for today. We have concluded to publish an anonymous volume setting forth the problem as we see it. We shall bring to the task our combined experience and knowledge. This should suggest a useful program for anyone concerned with the drinking problem. So, um, at its very uh, basic, this is um, this is just telling us that they've identified the problem and they're going to tell us what it is. 
and they're going to use their own experience, strength, and hope to um, to explain it to us, and then and how it manifests, and and then they're going to give us a solution. And um, what really um, came up for me in reading this was the combined experience and knowledge. And um, you know, they present to us the various types of drinkers, various types of believers and non-believers, and they share their personal stories so that we can identify in. Um, but it goes beyond that every day in my recovery. Um, and so I just wanted to share a couple of examples of how that is. Um, there's, you know, I was sharing with a fellow, um, or a fellow was sharing with me about a certain food and in their sharing, I realized that I too was using that um, that item for ease and comfort, and I couldn't see it before I had spoken with them. And then there was a time that I was complaining to my sponsor about how something, a suggestion in the program that I'd committed to for a certain period of time just wasn't helpful. And she told me, just make the best of it. And all of a sudden, my perspective was changed, and I found it really, really helpful. And it, you know, it just turned out to be really amazing. And then, um, third example is my sponsee was sharing with me about certain language she had been using with her daughter, and I realized that I'd been doing that with my son too. And I think just what it brings up for me is that it's in talking to you guys. It's in hearing what you have to say that, um, you know, that I have an opportunity to learn and to grow spiritually. Um, I cannot do this by myself. It's, it's, um, it's easier for me to see what you say, what you say, what, what I hear from you than to come up with it on my own. And, um, so I'm just, you know, I'm very grateful to how our combined experience and knowledge, our experience, strength, and hope um, continues to be the way that we communicate the problem and the solution. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you for getting us started, Heidi B. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared Monday or Tuesday, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Lisa B.T. Melissa C. Reva P. Christina J. Felicia S. Loretta H. Okay, that's great. Let me tell you who I have, please. I have Lisa B.T., Melissa C., Reva P., Christina L., I think it was, Felicia, and Loretta H. That's a great starting lineup. So, Lisa B.T., would you like to get us started, please? Please press star one, Lisa. Hi, thanks, yes. <laughs> um, good morning, this is Lisa BT um, in Guelph, Ontario, near Toronto. Um, 
I feel like this uh, um, paragraph is sort of uh, uh, in and of itself, just sort of saying, we're going to be telling you something um, and setting up, you know, um, what, what's going to be shared and actually how phenomenally radical it is. Um, and it was when their opening speaker shared about, um, you know, recognizing I cannot do this by myself um, that really spoke to me because um, I think I, um, with the food, um, I thought I, I was self-sufficient and et cetera, but I think I, the food was always what I felt I needed. I can't do this by myself and, oh, I, oh I'm losing my courage and resolve. I'm having resentment. Um, I, I, I need to pick me up, whatever it might be. Um, the answer was food, and it's right there, and I can find it. And um, and it was really the shift um, has become to trusting and believing that I am not by myself um, and what other people share about what that's like for them that has caused for me a tra- like a, a real transformation. And, and that's really all I wanted to share. Um, and thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lisa B.T. Melissa C., it's your turn, followed by Reva P. Good morning, Melissa. Hey, good morning. Thanks so much, Lynn, for your service this morning. I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, um, currently in South Carolina. Um, you know, so I read this, and it's like I need to know um, what the problem is, right? I need to know, yep, I, I, the text is going to tell me you've got an allergy of the body, you've got a disease of the mind, and you can't control it, and you can't moderate it, and, you know, um, but it also tells me I've got a mind that um, might tell me that I can or tells me I'm making too much of it, or, at, you know, and the worst part tells me I don't even care, you know, but then the book also brings together experiences and knowledge of those who have had the same problem but who no longer have the problem. And 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 then I love, I really love the fact that it says that this program is useful for anyone concerned with a drinking problem. And, you know, I guess that's why um, they actually wrote three chapters. You know, in the first 164 pages, there's three chapters that are geared towards wives, employers, and families. And what my own experience tells me is that this volume has been useful for my family. Like, I'm away on vacation right now with my family. Um, you know, even my, like, oldest child who's on her own came and brought her partner. And I know that this book is the reason why my family has never been closer. You know, I... On my best days, I'm the living practice of this text. My family has not sat down and read the chapters, you know, to the family afterwards. None of them have. But I think I'm, on my best days, I'm the walking example of, of the text. I'm the arms and legs of the big book, right? And on my worst days, I'm not. But even still, the book has a plan for that. You know, I, I, have, a, I have an ability to... I can apologize to my family today and then do my best to set it right. And I think that has been, like, 
the most powerful demonstration of this book for, for this family that we are a group of people who don't expect perfection from each other, but integrity and, um, and respect so that when I mess up, you know, I tell them I messed up and, and, I'm, and I want to do better. Um, and then I let them have their experience of maybe being annoyed with me because you don't get to make people forgive you. And then I practice another day, and I think that's, that's what's drawn my family closer. And um, thanks. Just wanted to share that. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Reva P., it's your turn, followed by Christina L. Please go ahead, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, what strikes me this morning in this paragraph is it mentions the word problem twice. And I did not understand the problem before I came in. I didn't know that I had an allergy to certain foods, ingredients, behaviors. I didn't know that my thinking was warped. I really thought if I just got the food under control, I could go back out of here after six months and get back on track with my life. Um, and I didn't see the wreckage all around me in my life at all. And, you know, to this day, when I do the step work, when I'm practicing steps 10, 11, and 12, my initial thinking is, I think the problem is out there. If only this would change or that person would change. Um, and, and that's never the problem. Um, the problem starts with me. Um, and then I love to this business of experience and knowledge and, you know, just opposite this page, it talks about psychiatrists, family members, other people, people who don't have the experience. Like I can't teach what I don't have. People who don't have the knowing, it's a different kind of, it's not a head knowledge. It's a knowing from experience, the torture of living in this disease and knowing from experience what it's like to live in recovery and knowing what it's like to have that transformation. Um, yeah. I need an ex-problem drinker um, to pass that on to me. Um, and then useful is what strikes me the most. This is not one of those books that you like, you read it and you put it back on the shelf. Am I using this in all my affairs? Am I using what's outlined here for every single challenge and situation in my life? Am I practicing this program in all my affairs? Um, and using it what for? to access this power, like the fellowship, the steps, it's all, um, they're all stepping stones to get me to access power so that I too have the experience and I too know, know what it's like to get quiet, um, clear out my gook so I can get direction and guidance um, and sometimes just comfort from this power um, and then I know, and when I know, and when something's right, it's right. And I never, ever had that sense before. Never, never. Um, so I'm so grateful for the reminder, you know, use it. The book is supposed to be like written up, use. It's like, you know, you use it over and it gets all warped and the pages, like my pages are ripping out. Um, that's what it's for. Use it to access the true source of the solution. Um, and every title, every uh, header keeps reminding me that's the solution. There is a solution. It's not me. It's in this power. And with that, I pass. 
Thank you, Reva P. Christina L., it's your turn, followed by Felicia. Good morning, Christina. Hi, Lynn. It's Christina J. I did put my name out. I don't know if Christina L. did. That's okay. Please go ahead, Christina. Okay, thanks. Christina J., previously from Washington, now from North Carolina. Um, happy to be here this morning. I had a very, very rough day yesterday, something that my husband and I had wrapped our minds and souls around and gotten completely attached to. It's on the verge of being taken from us, and uh, that's what living out in the future does, right? You attach to it before you actually have it. So what does this anonymous volume, this combined experience, bring me to after the first realization that we're going to lose money over this situation um, that I had, you know, just just really wrapped tight around this thing. And my gut, I got sick to my stomach. I got nauseated. But then I started surrendering because that's what this book has taught me, is that I surrender the food, the things that I lived in with, as a solution for years and years. You know, I didn't, I had a problem of dis-ease in my body, mind, soul, spirit. I didn't know how to handle life. And um, I was just in dis-ease all the time. And I had this food that would comfort me. And, you know, but it just physically manifested in more and more pain, shoving down all this stuff I didn't want to deal with in life. I didn't know. I said it before. I didn't know. Um, and I, didn't, I searched for years for a solution. And I haven't found one except in this big book. So, I mean, many of us have searched and searched the world over. And for me, and maybe other people have found other solutions, but for me, this volume of combined experience, strength, and hope, and this vision line, bringing that volume alive, bringing that thing alive to my soul and heart and all the experience, strength on this line and hope, it keeps me grounded. It keeps reminding me that where do I go when life hits me over the head, slaps me to the right or left, and throws me down? I go to God. I go to this thing I've developed inside my heart, this, this relationship that I've nurtured. Um, that's what this book taught me, is to, relate, to nurture this relationship that would save me from taking the first bite, save me from falling into the vat of self-pity and wallowing in bags and boxes of gooey, poisonous shit. Now, and I want to say that because it, that's exactly what it is. It's not healthy. It kills us over time. And same with alcohol. So I'm very, very grateful, as many of us are. I wonder how many times grateful is mentioned on the word, on the line, each line each day, that I don't have to go back, that I have this volume. It's a miracle in my life today. How old is it? And yet it still keeps bringing so many of us back to into the rooms, back again if we relapse. So... It's wisdom, it's knowledge, it's love. I get to go out and take that now to other people and share it on the line. So thank you for letting me share. Christina from North Carolina. God bless everyone today. Thank you, Christina J. Felicia, it's your turn, followed by Loretta H. And we can we have the initial of your last name, please, Felicia? Sure. I'm Felicia S. from New Jersey. And I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. Thank you all who are doing service um, at this meeting and everybody who shared. Um, 
you know, I'm back three weeks and going through the work. And what strikes me so much about what we read this morning is they published this volume to show us how it works. I don't, I'm not on my own. I don't have to figure this out. I need to follow directions. That's, you know, my sponsor is there to put my hand in the hand of God or the God of my understanding. And this volume, you know, the big book shows us exactly what we need to do, you know, to, to be recovered. And so I don't ever have to feel that way again, you know, lost, useless, etc. And I, you know, it's a useful program to help us feel useful in life again. And um, I'm just incredibly, incredibly grateful. Thanks for that all pass. Thank you, Felicia F. And Loretta H., it's your turn. Welcome, Loretta. Thank you, Lisa, and everybody on this line, along with my precious God, who saves my life every day. Loretta H. recovered in North Carolina, and I like this should suggest a useful, as everybody else, program for anyone concerned with a drinking problem. So for me, this resonates with me carrying the message and how I carry the message. And I, last night, um, I'm, not, I'm doing another program, and in working with others, there's 124 times before we even get to working with others that it is mentioned. That's basically my most useful thing, being of maximum service to God and to others. Um, someday we hope that this Alcoholics Anonymous will help the public to better rehabilitation to the gravity of the alcoholic problem. But we shall be of little if no um if we have an all or nothing attitude or there's bitterness or um of hostility. And that's what, um, you know, usefulness of purpose. Um, for me, it's, it's uh, to be a helper. Uh, somebody talked about bobbleheads the other day, and I loved it. I'm a bobblehead bobbing along. And the only thing I can share is my experience, strength, and hope. And I must share it in a true way, in a kind way, and a necessary way. I am no um, garbage on this. I don't know anything. In fact, I don't even uh, do a food plan with somebody, even though I text my food out because it, there are allergies. I text my and have for 21 years plus. I still text it out. But I don't know anything about food because I don't know how to eat. So I never, ever, I send them to a nutritionist, a doctor, or some professional because the only thing I have is to carry this message like the founders wanted me to carry it. And that is out of this book. It's a textbook. That's all I have 
is my recipe and the experience that I have within my God experience. It's my heart. It's not my head because my head loves to be the ego. Even to this day in program, I love telling people what to do. But I don't have that opportunity if I want to survive, hoping to help them survive because it's not about me. It's about my God within and sharing my experience, strength, and hope, the only one I've got. And Loretta H. is, you know, another bobblehead trudging with effort on the road to happy destiny. And with that, I pass. Please, God bless, and take care. Happy trails today. Thank you, Loretta H. For those of us who might have come on the line a little bit later, we're continuing our study of the big book this morning, and we're on the chapter, There is a Solution, page 19, the third paragraph. We have concluded to publish, ending with concerned with a drinking problem. The line is now yeah. open for sharing what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared yesterday or the day before, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Stephanie. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't get anybody there. Can we try again? Stephanie. Barbara G. Christina Okay, I heard Stephanie and I heard Christina. Leah. Hang on a second, please. Leah. Barbara. And I got Susan. S-H. Okay, this is who I heard. Sorry, everybody. I heard Stephanie, Christina L, Leah, Susan S-H, and Barbara G. Who did I miss, please? Sue Ann W. Was that Joanne W? Sue Ann. Sue Ann. Sue Ann W. Okay, let's go with that lineup, starting with Stephanie Stephanie, could you give us the initial of your last name, please? Hi, yeah, I'm Stephanie R. Coming, calling from Missouri. And um, I just needed to really claim my seat and say that I am so very grateful that I can get up in the morning and check in with someone and say, I'm turning my day over to my higher power, and um, this is the course that I think I have, and I'm turning it over to let God just adjust it and put me in a way that I'm able to um, do the best I can for others and myself. I am very, very grateful that I have wonderful people supporting me as I grow in my recovery and as I learn how to be okay with life on life's terms. I've never done that um, in my 63 years on this earth, I I just always felt I needed to control something. And today I'm, I'm in a place of just letting go. And I can do that when I check in with my higher power. I can do that when I can check in with others and just get a little direction because sometimes when HB speaks to me, my ego wants to either make it bigger than what it is or less than what it is. And I meet you all on this line and in other parts of the program to just say, you know, today, Stephanie, just step back, let it go, and God has you. 
And that is such a relief for me. And I can do that. I can do that for 24 hours. And I'm just in a place of surrender today. And I know God has me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you, Stephanie R. Christina L., it's your turn, followed by Leah. Good morning, Christina. Good morning, Lynn. Thanks so much for your service. This is Christina L., a recovered compulsive overeater from uh, Florida um, and not cured. Um, We have concluded to publish an anonymous volume setting forth a problem as we see it. So what is the problem? The problem is my emotional response to life and food to numb myself. That was the way that I lived prior to coming into program. And without, you know, these steps, I can't live. <laughs> I can't live my life today with without, you know, living in 10, 11, and 12 and turning over, you know, the, the, the fears or the resentments, the anger, or just the daily annoyances that are coming up into my life and stuff. Um, And, uh, you know, very grateful that, you know, the founding members put this book together, which, you know, the preface tells us that um, it it is um, the basic text of Alcoholics Anonymous, and because it was, um, you know, what helped so many alcoholics recover you know they they don't change the book they there's very few changes and most of the changes are in the personal stories and the appendices and all that kind of stuff and when i first came into program you know i the meeting that i came into was a big book meeting um and they were reading from our book the big book of alcoholics anonymous and stuff and i couldn't understand why we were reading from the big book of alcoholics anonymous and For the first several years that I was in program, I couldn't understand what in the world I was reading. All I could see when I read it was, you know, different people that were in my life that I was like, well, this is like really describing so-and-so. And and so, you know, I've heard it said that if you want to hide something from um, an alcoholic or a compulsive overeater, just put it in the big book. And for me, that was that was like my experience because I didn't know that there was a solution. I mean, I knew that there was a solution, but I just didn't know how to do the work in order to get the solution that, you know, was available to me and stuff. And it wasn't until um, a sponsor had like, you know, sat down and read the book line by line, word for word to me and started to explain the certain things that were in there uh, that I was able to understand that, um, you know, first I have to put the food down, and in order to put the food down, I have to know what my alcoholic ingredients and substances are, and then I have to do the work, and I have to do the work quickly so that way I can experience an entire psychic change because my experience was when I took too long to go through it, I started getting, um, uh, um, I don't know the word, but um, the food thoughts started to creep back in and stuff, and I started to think, okay think that, um, you know, I was just making two hard terms with, you know, the food that I was giving up. So very grateful. Thanks for letting me share. Have a great day and all. And I pass. Thank you, Christina L. Leah, it's your turn, followed by Susan S.H. And can we have the initial of your last name, please, Leah? 
Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Christina L., for saying everything <laughs> that is that I wanted to say in that describes this uh, little paragraph of it. It's so powerful. My name is Leah S., and I'm recovered in upstate New York at this time. So um, publish an anonymous uh, volume is really... Um, it's about 12-stepping, and, and, and we're coming here to tell you, um, study this. This is not something like a novel kind of thing or a theoretical thing. This is really the truth. It's, 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 it's what we're all about. And uh, uh, when they're saying the problem, what is the problem? The problem is step one. It's, it's really admitting that I have a certain way of eating that 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 I don't know what to do about it and 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 that's what they're saying and then they're saying um we take you to task what is task we take you to work we don't take you to physical work it means mind work it means that you got to think about what you're doing to yourself Leah and 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 this has been my experience this has been what i have been doing harm upon bodily harm again and again and i can't control it and what is the usefulness about the step 4 the step 4 is what's going to keep me on track and st- um you know chapter 7 on on page 89 it, it really explains everything more thoroughly, but take it apart the way the way my sponsor took it apart, the way the way I'm trying to do right now, is that it is useful because it lessens that craving, it lessens that 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 uh, that that terrible terrible intense um, uh, uh, anxiety that I might have about, you know, wanting to have that kind of food or, 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 or actually substance that is doing me harm. And um, don't think that I'm, I'm restricting myself. I am so happily recovered, and I'm so grateful to this program. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Leah S. Susan S.H., it's your turn, followed by Barbara G. Good morning, Susan. Thank you. Good morning, Leah. This is Susan S.H., a recovered compulsive overeater, very grateful, in Ohio. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this paragraph, it strikes me how closely related it is to the last question in the last paragraph. How then shall we present that which has been so freely given to us? This is absolutely at the beginning of the answer. It discusses our beloved anonymous volume, which describes the things the things I knew but I ignored, the problem. And yeah, the answers are absolutely in the book. It's my textbook. I recall so many things so many pieces of experience, strength, and hope that my sponsor shared. And as I heard other voices and talked to her about that and other opinions, she said that the directions are in the book. But, Susan, I can only sponsor as I was sponsored. And she emphasized that to put my reliance 
on any one person, including my sponsor, could be misleading. The directions again and again in the book seem to be directions, yeah, back to a higher power. Aren't we and all our sponsors and all our sponsees human here? Yeah, I, I definitely am, and I find that again and again and again. But I'm absolutely loved, and I have, I have the directions in the book. Um, Restored to Sanity by my relationship with a higher power and the steps in the book and sharing the experience, strength and hope with others, receiving theirs, has helped me to form a relationship with a higher power that has restored me to sanity. When I give thanks for the directions, and that has come up a lot lately, I have directions. Isn't that amazing? Uh, uh, It means the steps, the book, And the healing is using directions, sharing what I've been given however I can. The book is my textbook and keeping an open mind so that more is revealed to myself and to those I would hope to help to find that relationship with a higher power. It is the only way I can continue to maintain and increase my spiritual my spiritual life. Um, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to have directions. And I'm grateful to get a chance to share my take on it. Thank you. Thank you for the meeting. I pass. Thank you, Susan S.H. Barbara G., it's your turn, followed by C.N.W. Good morning, Barbara. Hi, my name is Barbara G. from Paris, France actually calling from UK. And I am extremely grateful to be here on this line this morning. And if I'm here on this line this morning while I am working two jobs and I'm traveling at the same time, it's because I have learned to to listen to those of you who have explained to me what the the problem, how how you see it. Because until I trusted myself, and the way I saw the problem, I really had little results in my life. And one thing that I want to say is uh, when I think I knew what my problem was, I just thought that eating three times a day, eating anything I wanted to eat in the quantities I wanted to eat was enough to solve my problems, my problem. And that was not true. And uh, when I then received the news that I have a body allergy that prevents me from eating certain foods and that also quantities are a big problem for me, I then came to the understanding and the acceptance by the grace of my higher power that I have this body allergy and I I need to do something with it. But then I was told another thing, that I have a mental problem, which is even more which is even bigger than the body problem. And again, I had to surrender to what you people recovered on this line knew that I did not. And uh, by doing that, I, I, I could find my way to recovery. And another thing I want to say about this paragraph that's really, really sticking out to me this morning is that it talks about a combined experience and knowledge 
the task of our, we shall bring to the task our combined experience and knowledge. And again, why it's so important. I was reading yesterday Bill's story and I was reminded how much Bill, once he was introduced to the news that he had a body, aller a body allergy by the doctor, Dr. Silbert, he again after that thought that self-knowledge would be enough and he relapsed and he relapsed again. And uh, so that's why okay, when so I that's... work with... I'll have to get ready. Is it time? Okay, well, uh, that's why for me, the word experience is very important. Um, and as I personally am very grateful to the very last piece of food that I ate and the very last binge that I did, because if it was not for that, I wouldn't be here. I encourage and I tell my sponsees that they should do the same. They should not be ashamed of how many times they have relapsed or how many times they've gone back to the food, because that, as our friend here on the line always says, it's exactly the only thing that can convince us. Only food can convince me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara G. And Sue Ann W., it's your turn. Please go ahead, Sue Ann. Hi, thank you for letting me share. My name is Sue Ann W. It's my first time at this particular meeting. Um, and at this paragraph, the thing I like most, a couple things. I like that it says our combined experience because... It's important to me that there was a, a very large number of people that, that actually contributed to this book. And um, I also like that it says it's a useful program for anyone. That includes me, you, and everyone else, the um, overeating problem. And with it, I'll pass. Thank you, Sue N. W. We have time for two or three more shares. Who would like that time, please? Vanita L. Priscilla H. Royce V. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry, I missed the first person. Was it somebody L? Vanita L. Vanita L, Priscilla H, and who was the last voice, please? Royce B. Lori C. Great. I think oh, if we go no. with two minutes each, we'll Royce get everybody C. in. Are you saying Lori C? No, R like red, Royce. Roy C? Yeah, that's the best question. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Vanita L, could you please go ahead for us? Hi, Vanita L. Recovered but not cured in um, the Atlanta area, Georgia. So, um, yeah, this is a super useful program. It's been super useful for me. And um, this really opened up the big book for me, even though I'd read it a few times. It had it unpacked it to me, all the um, wisdom and stuff. And I always... Um, I know the big book is, read, is rooted in the patriarchal system of its times, but to me, I always say there's power in staying connected to the mothership. And um, I notice it in other programs, like it gets, it's getting watered down. So I'm super grateful that when I came to Georgia, and who asked me to sponsor her, who then fell out, um, turned me on a vision for you. 
And so I could learn how to, um, I learned so much about the steps here. And I love that I can ask questions on the second hour and get, you know, really experienced and deep answers, right? Which just strengthen my program. Thanks. Thank you, Benita L. Priscilla H., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Thank you so much. This is Priscilla H., grateful to be recovered and recovering in New Jersey. And um, I love this little paragraph. I've been looking forward to it because it um, of one thing in it. This should suggest a useful program. I have useful program highlighted and underlined and so forth. Recently, um, in one of our vision meetings, somebody challenged the use of the word program uh, for recovery. And I think I could understand where they were coming from. But and I, and I thought, oh, my goodness, because I've been using that word fairly often myself. But now thinking about it, uh, reading this paragraph and thinking about it, it occurs to me that there are two, at least two different kinds of programs. One is the kind of program that gets maybe put on at the public library every Friday night where some knowledgeable person comes in for an hour or two and lectures to whoever shows up to hear their lecture on maybe Birds of North America and maybe they show some slides. They used to be slides. I don't know what people show, movies or films or something, and there might be some books you could buy if you wanted to, and and you come come listen to that interesting program for an hour, and then you go home and forget about it, or maybe you um, remember it a little bit and look into it a little bit more. So that would be one kind of program, and truthfully, that's about the way my recovery was in the very beginning, back in the 1980s in OA, <clears throat> but there's another kind of program and that would be like the 28-day recovery program where you go live there uh, morning till night, all around the clock. There's a routine, and you get up, and you eat, and you go to a lecture, and you go to a discussion, and you do this, and you do that, and they take your phone away and lock it up in the office, and uh, you live it around the clock, day after day. So that today, uh, except for the locking up the phone part of it, that's the way I see program today. It's a 28-day over and over and over. Hopefully for the rest of my life, however long that might be. Uh, I hope that I never graduate, think I've graduated from that program. So... Um, that is a useful program, and that's what we have. And it's right here in the book. <laughs> Thanks for letting me share. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Priscilla H. And now the lady whose name I cannot grasp is your turn. Please go ahead. Hi, this is Royce Ann D. from New Orleans. Um, and I guess um, I'm going to build on what the last speaker said. Um, for me, my experience has been that there are two kind of programs. There's one where you kind of go through the motions and check all the boxes. And then there's the other kind where you really do it. And I feel like the last, the last few days I was kind of funky and kind of falling into, um, 
you know, that check in the boxes thing, but then I re-engaged about a few days ago and it's amazing what a transformation in your mind and your, your attitude and your ability to help others and live life with freedom and happiness. It's just completely amazing when you really do the program, do all the things, the tools that we have. So I just want to express my gratitude for all of you and have a great day. Thanks. I pass. And thank you, Royce and B. Thank you to everyone who shared. And thank you to Team Wednesday. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And this share ID for today, Wednesday, August 3rd, the 7 a.m. meeting is 19248. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Christina L., would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. This is Christina L., Recover Compulsive Overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.